honestly, I was just working my way up to death. I thought about killing myself every day. I was using all the time, and I, that's not a sustainable lifestyle. My brother shot himself because of drugs. When you are using technology to lure children for sexual purposes, there's a couple of problems that concern me. But I remember feeling kind of relieved after hurting myself. Do you have any idea how much you were worth? I like to say it this way, great people are really built in the furnace of affliction. Our teens are navigating a world of information anarchy and increased stress and pressure. Drugs are glorified more than ever before and there seems to be a suicide option that didn't exist prior. As adults, we are responsible to provide the help at-risk teens need. Have teens changed or is it just the world they live in that's different? Is this why so many teens are traumatized or triggered? My name is Aaron Huey and in 2009, I opened a home for these teens with the hopes of giving them a second chance at creating the life we all know they deserve. Now I wanna give parents the information that contributed to our success and to support them in navigating the at-risk world. These are the stories told by the teens and the techniques used by experts to help them. Welcome to Beyond Risk and Back. Hey folks, Beyond Risk and Back, Aaron Huey, your host here at the Winter Symposium in Colorado Springs. Still, this is just day one of day four. We got a long ways to go, but I have had, and I tell you what, that's one of the best things about being, uh, well, me, but <laughs> it is that I, doing this podcast, being in this industry, I have met the people with the greatest hearts, the best information, and uh, Stephanie Diaz is one of them. Uh, if you remember, I spoke to her earlier about play therapy. Uh, if you have not heard that podcast and you're a parent interested in play therapy, listen to Stephanie Diaz's podcast on play therapy. But at the end of that podcast, she began to talk about what to look for when you go into a play therapist's office. And she was so eloquent and she was so good at talking about what to look for and uh, what, to, what to run if you don't see like toys, if you don't see toys in a play therapist's office, probably not a good play therapist. But what she does is she works for a, an organization called Sondermine. I'm gonna let her tell you more about it. But what struck me about her is how well and easy it was for her to talk about what a parent needs to look for when they're looking for a therapist. And that's what Sondermine does. And I know this sounds like a commercial. It's not, they don't sponsor me. Their booth is two booths down from my facilities booth. But she was so good. I want, I, parents, I want you to hear what she's saying when she says, here's what you gotta look for and how to answer the questions of what makes a therapist a good therapist. So Stephanie, thank you for being back. Thank you for having me back. It's my pleasure. Let's start right out of the gate, okay? Sure. Does Sondermine, is this for adults or children? When, when, I'm, when I'm someone calling for someone, yeah. is, is, am I calling for kids or adults? Well, it's all of the above. So let me back up and talk a little bit more about Sondermine. So Sondermine is redesigning behavioral health to make it more accessible, approachable, and utilized. We found that many people who are in need of support, usually by the time they're looking for support, they're already in a crisis or already super stressed out and having to make multiple phone calls, leave multiple messages to either not get a call back or to be told that that therapist that they 
difficult isn't accepting new clients is really frustrating and is a true barrier between getting somebody the support they need and having them hanging out there going, I guess I'm on my own. And we really wanted to see people getting in to see a therapist, having that whole process be super easy and intuitive to use. And that's why we do what we do. So it's really two parts. The, the um, one part is that we take really great care of our therapists. We help them get through the credentialing process so that they can accept insurance. And by being able to accept insurance, they can support a larger group of people who maybe can't afford to pay out of pocket completely. And we help them with all the back-end billing and support so that the therapist can focus on being really great therapists and they don't have to worry about all of the administrative stuff that comes with running a private practice. So is Sondermine uh, a utilization review organization as well? No. Okay. We're, we're just, we're a connection. We're, we are making the connection, um, making it easier for therapists to run a private practice, making it easier for clients to find those therapists, those good quality therapists. So on the client end of it, whether you're looking for a therapist for yourself or you're trying to get connected for a loved one, a family member, or your child, when you call Sondermind or you go to our website, we collect some basic information from you. What area of town do you live in? How do you intend on paying for your session? What are the specific issues that you're needing support with? And in general, what schedule works with yours? And then our team looks within our network. We have over 150 um, in-network providers in the Denver metro area, ranging as uh, far north as Fort Collins and as far south as Colorado Springs, looking also to continue to um, expand our network so that we truly can provide good quality care that's convenient and accessible. Um, we take that information and we get people connected to therapists that meet all of that criteria. And then they usually have an option of who they want to be able to see or if they get connected with that therapist and they go, wasn't a good fit, maybe the schedules didn't match up or um, it wasn't exactly the great fit, it calls back and we'll get you matched with somebody else. Not a big deal. This whole thing, this whole idea about therapy is so interpersonal. You have to feel a connection. You have to feel comfortable. And that's really what we want to do. How soon do you think a person needs a person needs to feel comfortable before they should call you back. And the reason why I ask this is because there, there's two there's two things that come up. If if a person is saying, oh, I love my therapist, they're so easy to talk to and I feel so good after, versus someone who goes, oh, I hate going to my therapist, it's so challenging, it really brings up a lot of stuff, but that person keeps going back to that therapist because it's really challenging and it's bringing lots of stuff. Where's that line of a therapist being too easy and and uh, um, enabling of the pattern continuing versus challenging it but still welcoming you back. Is what I'm saying make sense? Yeah, um, I totally understand what you're saying. Depending on what you're working on, the work can feel really daunting and overwhelming. Um, I think when when you're looking at, um, should I try to make this work with this therapist or find a different one, it really comes down to how do you feel in the room with that person? So yeah, you might talk about some things that are really uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, do you feel like there's a connection there? Because as I mentioned in our, in our previous conversation, all change happens within the context of the relationship. So if you feel like you have a relationship 
relationship with that therapist that is um, conducive to your health and your growing, then you're going to want to go with that. And if you feel like your therapist is the, you know, the equivalent of a wet rag, wet rag in the room with you, you're probably not growing that much. But if you also feel like your therapist has no empathy for what you're actually going with or is not really relating to what you're going to, then that's not a good balance either. So you really want to find that middle ground where you feel challenged, but you also feel empathized with and understood and heard. Now, if we have a child who can't really um, verbalize what you just said, where a child's not going to come home from therapy and say, I don't really feel heard and understood, where a child might be saying, it was okay. And the parents want to get more information because the parents are spending good, you know, solid money on a therapeutic intervention that, and you and I have both heard the stories where four years later, they're like, did we just waste four years of this child's life on a therapist that's not actually getting our child to stretch? How does a parent talk to a child about the effectiveness of therapy? What should a parent look for in a child's behavior changing to know whether or not this therapist is actually fitting for the child? It's a really complicated question and there's lots of different layers to that depending on the age of the child, the developmental stage that the child is in, how cognitively aware they are of their own surroundings. So the conversation may not be a conversation that the parent has directly with the child, rather an openness and an observation to how patterns change at home. So some of the things that I um, look at uh, when a parent comes to me and says, nothing is better at all. And we go, well, well let's, let's take this back and, and look at when you first started coming to me, your kiddo was having tantrums that you rated at a 10 three to four times a day. And today, your kid is having tantrums twice a day that rate at about a five. That's still progress. We're not finished. We're still working. But there's some changes or there's some shifts that are happening in the behavior. And we're seeing some of that happen through behavior, not necessarily through cognitively talking to somebody about it. But the other side of that is the parent should feel connected to the therapist in that in that way that says, I trust that they are, they know what's best for my kiddo. They know my kiddo. They're listening to me. Every day I tell parents, I'm not the expert on your kid. You are. You're their parent. So I'm going to help you and give you some suggestions, but we're going to work on this together and create a a synergistic relationship all designed in helping your kiddo be the best version of themselves and to feel healthy and happy in their lives and and I challenge my parents a lot so I'll go back and tell a parent like you're part of the problem here like, <laughs> and, but I have that relationship with them right. they also know that I can sympathize with parenting a kid is really hard even with the most well-behaved kiddos right. it can still be really hard so that therapeutic relationship and understanding is important even if you're the parent in the situation and not the direct client. Okay, so are is does Sondermine 
work also with helping a child getting placed into outpatient or partial hospitalization or even residential? That's a great question. So our organization is Sondramine. Um, it focuses on getting people connected with individual therapists. Now those individual therapists may be able to give recommendations based on their experiences of who has been a good fit for them or, or what organizations that they have um, seen. And every day we're looking at um, what makes sense for us to partner with other organizations, community members, um, different um, opportunities where it makes most sense to partner. So currently today, those recommendations are made by the clinicians. Sondermind is always looking at how can we, any relationship that furthers our vision of making behavioral health more accessible, approachable, and utilized is definitely one that we're willing to talk about. So how does Sondermind uh, vet a therapist? What is your vetting process so that a parent knows that when they come to you, they can expect a certain level of whatever it is you're vetting. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. All of our therapists are fully licensed in the state of Colorado. So they've gone through the rigorous process of getting their licensure, uh, which includes a lot of different verification of education and experience and all of that. Um, but in addition, they have to be eligible for um, credentialing within the insurance company. And each insurance company requires additional levels of vetting of their education, making sure that they don't have any uh, negative marks against their licensure or any of that kind of stuff. And, and an added layer of that is that we have a personal touch with every single therapist that's coming into our network, talking with them and making sure that they're going to be a good fit. And if it turns out that it's not a good fit, we're okay to let people know this isn't a good fit for you. Uh, we want to make sure. Our vision going forward is to be able to um, get feedback from our clients about how effective that their therapy is, how satisfied they are with their therapist and use that feedback as a way to be able to make sure that we are providing our therapists with the best quality ongoing training support to make sure that they are the, the best in the industry. When a parent goes to your website, um, is there a list of all the therapists you work on there or do you want to you want to stand between the therapist and the parent and get to know the parent first? Yep, we get to know the, the needs of that child first. So when they come to our website, they can put in uh, that basic information that they're looking at getting. Once we get them connected to the therapist, they'll be able to see that therapist profile and find out more information about that specific therapist. Um, but we really, um, if somebody called us and said, I want to see um, a couple of different therapists so that I can kind of choose who can support them in that. But for the most part, most parents are like, just please get me connected with somebody who can see my kid this week. What are some of the things that you guys do to get to know the, the parents and the kid? Yeah. So it's an, um, they can come through our website and they're just filling out the basic information that they need. And our goal is let's get you in to see your therapist as soon as possible. So we're not doing any clinical uh, intervention at that level. We rather prioritize getting you in to see a therapist as soon as possible. So our turnaround rate with getting people connected to a therapist is 24 to 48 hours. Wow. With trying to have that very first session scheduled within 
in the blue. Okay. And because we have such a broad network, we're able to do that in most situations. Okay. So you talked about moving forward and growing. Are there other plans that Sondermine has in moving forward? And I'm, th I'm spitting in the wind here. Are you guys going to open a facility? Are you going to create an office building where these therapists are? Like, wh what's next? We actually have a sister company called Sonder Centers, and Sonder Centers provides office space for um, private practice therapists to be able to run their um, practices out of. Um, we have locations right now in the Denver Highlands, Cherry Creek, I-25 in Colorado, Lakewood, two locations in Boulder, Aurora. Um, we're expanding into Connecticut. Um, and so we, we have a lot of different uh, things that are happening as far as that. They're, they're our sister company. They're completely <laughs> separate from Sondermind. Yeah, but I was going to say. see them grow too. Yeah, and I was going to say, you're naming all these Colorado towns and all of a sudden Connecticut yeah. slipped in there. I've never heard of Connecticut, Colorado. Yeah. So that's a big leap. That's, uh, that's, that's neat though. Well, this is, this is good for... Colorado locals, is there an online assessment form or, or get to know you form that you would want a parent to fill out prior or does it start with a person to person phone call? Um, they can visit our website, which is sondermind.com. That's S-O-N-D-E-R-M-I-N-D.com. And um, they can fill out the, there's a link there to get me connected with a therapist and they can start the process there. If they prefer to talk to somebody, they can call us at our main number, which is 720-330-3713. And they'll speak to one of our, um, our dedicated client specialists that will walk them through that process and help them get connected. Fantastic. So before, uh, since you've given the contact info, any any final thoughts about hints for parents? Maybe they're not in Colorado because we got a nationwide audience. Sure. Give me three things to look for when I'm trying to figure out because I'm doing the Google search or I'm going through the therapist directory put out by a local news and there's 14 pages of people's picture in a bio. How do I wade through that? What am I looking for for my child? What are some basic questions that I can ask or what am I looking for? Give some parents one foot in the door of the right therapist's office. Yeah. I think asking therapists, if you get on the phone with them, you're going to be able to get kind of a feel for um, whether or not this is somebody that you're going to get along with. Know that when you're finding a therapist for your kiddo, you're finding a partner in, in helping your kiddo to overcome whatever challenges it is that they're working on. And that collaborative relationship is really, um, I think, the best way to go about it. Um, so when you're talking to that therapist, if you are thinking, this is somebody who I'm willing to take redirection from, that's a good, that's a good sign because the therapist will probably have to give you some suggestions on what you need to do different or things that you need to tweak at home in order to best support your kiddo. Um, but again, it's, it all comes down to really paying attention to your intuition and, and knowing that um, you may need to adjust your expectations for what it's going to look like. Play is powerful. Relationships are powerful. Pay attention to your own intuition. You'll know it when you find the right person. That's fantastic. Stephanie Diaz, uh, Sondermine, and then of course, like I said at the beginning, go listen to our podcast about play therapy parents. It's really, really good. Stephanie, thank you again. You and I are going to be in touch. I want a longer podcast with you. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks awesome. so much. Thank you. Take care. Thanks. Folks, you know the rule. Take care of yourself first, your adult relationships second, your children third, because in that way, we do our best work with our kids. We'll talk again on Beyond Risk and Back.
Thank you for joining us for another episode of Beyond Risk and Back. Join us each week for your connection to experts in adolescent health and wellness, recovery, and responsibility, and also to listen to teens talk about their lives in crisis. For more information on our program for struggling teens or me, please go to firemountainprograms.com, join us on Facebook at Fire Mountain Residential Treatment Center, or at Beyond Risk and Back. Visit our YouTube channel at Fire Mountain RTC for even more support with our parent training videos. Special thanks to Mental Health News Radio for their continued love and support of our program. Please go to mentalhealthnewsradio.com to see all of their podcasts. Feel free to email me at Aaron at firemountainprograms.com.